Welcome to the Soul Grit Podcast. I'm Ann Taylor McNeese, and I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist. I also love Jesus, and I'm passionate about all things gospel and therapy. I created Soul Grit to be at the intersection of mental health and Christian faith. Christ followers need a place to ask questions and get answers about mental health. Join me as we dive into real stories and real questions from people who want to honor God with their hearts, souls, and minds. Hey, welcome back to the Soul Grit Podcast. This is Anne. And this is Jess. We're glad to have you here today. We're we're bouncing back and forth with each other about starting a new series that is going to be all about the body. And as mental health professionals and um and Christians who love Jesus and are in ministry and in different forms, we think the body is really important. Uh, for us to have a good theology about. And so over the next few weeks, we're hoping to bring you some resources and some ideas about um, how you can learn more and develop your own theology about the body, because it really fits in with our mental health. And if we don't understand the body and how God created it and how God wants us to interact in it, we're not going to actually have good mental health. As Jess and I have been discussing like where we want to go with the podcast, we also recognize that one of the big values is just the authentic conversation. And we want to be able to give to you out of the overflow of what God is giving us. And so we are going to do some of our own processing here because body is not something that has come easy to either one of us. It's something that we have struggled with our whole lives. So um, just you want to add a, any of your own intro to that? Yeah, I think for me, um, you know, the struggle with the body, you know, can really be summarized in this, like going through seasons where I want to dismiss the importance of my body, right? It doesn't matter what it looks like. Um, it doesn't matter how I treat it, even though I know the Bible says something different than that, but just none of that matters. And then there are times that I want to place a lot of importance mm-hmm. on my body and really um, put it on a pedestal that it doesn't, it doesn't belong there. Right. Put it in the place of, of God essentially and idolize my body. And so I think that sometimes the struggle can come back to like, the body is an important part of who we are as Christians, as humans, as people. And, and it's, there's an importance of how we treat the body, but making sure we're not treating it um, more importantly than what it actually is. Yeah. Yeah. And I wish I could remember the quotes that I've heard recently because I've been doing a lot of uh, listening and reading on, uh, on topics of the body and what we do with it and how we think about it. And, um, I don't, I won't get the reference, right. But the, the quote that says, um, we're not a soul. We are, we are a body Yeah, and we are a soul. We're not, it's not like one possesses the other. Our, our body is not just a house for our soul, but yes. it is actually part of, uh, who we are in eternity. Like Jesus Christ is risen in a resurrected body and sits at the right hand of the father in his body right now. And we will have that reality as well. 
Yeah. And I read a book one time. I'll have to go back and, and find the title of it. So I'll tell you to put in the show notes so that that listeners can have it. But the whole like foundation of this book is around that premise of how the, the body is not just simply a, like a storage box, (laughs) right? Like the body is actually a really important part of who we are as humans. And I think sometimes when we, um, try to diminish the importance of the body, we're coming from this place of like, Oh, I am not my body, right? I am my soul. Mm -hmm. And I think that that, um, that is just not, it's not completely accurate, right? Like we're both of those things. And in this book, the author really talked about the importance of um, how Jesus came in the flesh, like, and how he had a physical body. And then that leads into exactly what you just said. And then was risen from the dead, not in just this like ghostly sense. Cause I think sometimes we can like think of Passing it like through that. walls and all of that. <laughs> right. <laughs> but no, he came back. Like when he was risen again, it was in, in his fleshly sense. Yeah. And so um, I think that that can be a really important conversation for us to expound on in future episodes to just really dive deep into what does it mean to have a body and have a soul this verse it's uh second corinthians 4 7 and i'm reading new living translation it says we now have this light shining in our hearts but we ourselves are like fragile clay jars containing this great treasure this makes it clear that our great power is from god and not from ourselves and i think some of our um, misinterpretation of that is to say, well, if it's just a clay jar, well, that part doesn't matter. And what matters is the light that's inside it. And <laughs> yes, but we also, we, we don't build our whole theology on the body based on that verse. And also that's not what that verse is talking about when it says that follow-up sentence where it says, this makes it clear that our great power is from God, not from ourselves. Paul's not mm-hmm. making the distinction about like your soul versus your body. He's saying, look at the great power you have. <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah. and so yeah. don't miss the point on that um, verse there. Um, so I just would invite listeners to be thinking about how was your theology formed around uh, what you think about your body and how you treat your body. Um, one of the really influential um, turning points for me and how I thought about the body as far as my theology um, came when my husband and I did a small group using the Daniel plan Mm. curriculum. The Daniel plan was written, I don't know, 10, 12 years ago by Rick Warren. And he had uh, Daniel Amen and, um, Dr. Oz and Mark Hyman on his team. And and those are not necessarily Christian leaders by any means, but they are experts in their field. And so um, the Daniel plan had some um, really influential um, thoughts in there. One of them being that Rick Warren said, the reason that he started that part of his ministry was that he was baptizing people uh, after a service. And he, you know, Saddleback is a huge church. He had to baptize like 500 people in one day. And he, he was a chubby guy himself and he was lifting 
in and out of the water, a lot of chubby people in this congregation. And what he realized is that we're not able to uh, do the mission and work that God has given us if we haven't taken care of our bodies. These these mm-hmm. things are slowing us down and not helping us further mm-hmm. our mission if we're not taking care of them. So um, that was his launching point into that. But one of the most valuable things I think he said during that train or that course or curriculum was um, like, imagine a beautiful church building or temple, even if it was a a Jewish temple or a mosque or something, and it has like architectural beauty and you know that Mm -hmm. it has a a sacred meaning. And then imagine somebody going up with a can of spray paint and a baseball bat and just vandalizing it. And you would be, even if it wasn't your church, even it wasn't your religion, you would be horrified because that temple was made for the glory of God. And that is literally what we do day in and day out when we eat the wrong foods, we don't mm-hmm. rest, we drink mm-hmm. too much caffeine and alcohol, we abuse ourselves with sugar, and um, we don't move our bodies. Uh, so that thought has always stuck with me that I want to honor this temple as a temple mm-hmm. of God. Mm-hmm. And what does that mean for me not to uh, vandalize this temple by yeah. my actions? Yeah, I like that word, like vandalize or even desecrate, right? Like the the temple. And I even think about it too from like a how we are talking about our temple and how we're thinking about it. Because I think that sometimes, um, often I'll change that word. Oftentimes our bodies can, um, be a source of contention for us or shame. Right. And especially when we're like, okay, um, I packed on a few pounds maybe over the past month or, um, you know, whatever it is, whatever the body looks like and kind of beating it up. So it's notice the tension in this conversation then, because we have on this one end, this conversation of, um, holding space for honoring our bodies and honoring our bodies through proper exercise, proper nutrition, fueling well, hydrating well. And you and I both know personally and professionally the impacts of doing or not doing those things on our lives. Like in doing those things with the purpose of honoring the temple and to be um, on mission, like on mission for what God has called us to do. But then there's this other end of that. So on this other end of that spectrum is this, um, not beating ourselves up when it's not going exactly like it quote unquote should. Right. And so finding this place I love, um, and I think we're going to get to talking about the, um, revelation wellness, but in the wellness revelation. So I just did a tongue twister and tied myself in knots there, but the wellness revelation is a study that was formed by a ministry called revelation wellness. We've referenced it before, but we'll get, we'll get there. I'm getting ahead of myself. But one of the things she talks about in the beginning of that book, um, Elisa Keaton is the one that wrote that is that shame and disgust are very poor, long-term motivators for change, especially when it comes to our body. And so oftentimes I think that we can start with this concept of shaming ourselves into honoring the temple. That just, when I even just say it, that does not make sense. Like you can't 
let's continue with that temple analogy, right? Like imagine yourself walking up to this temple and going, this thing is horrendous. Like say it has been spray painted. Let's just pretend because yeah. I don't know about you, but sometimes I do spray paint my body. <laughs> <laughs> maybe ate too many donuts. It's always the donuts and it's always the donuts that mm-hmm. get me, but maybe I'm, I've ate too many donuts or like we were just talking, I'm not walking. Like I really know that I should be doing. And so I walk up to the temple and notice that it's been spray painted and I go, oh my gosh, this is hideous. This is awful. And I just want to turn my back on it. Mm -hmm. Right. I just want to walk away from that. And I think that that can be one of the other places we can be misguided in this journey Mm -hmm. is trying to shame ourselves into, um, proper obedience to what God has called us to do with our bodies in particular. Yeah. I think if we keep going with a temple metaphor, like we don't have a, a physical temple as like new covenant Christians. We have, (laughs) we have our, our bodies and we have our church buildings, our gathering places, which are holy because God is there. But I think if we just even went with a church building metaphor, like the best church buildings are going to have goldfish crackers ground into the children carpet. You know, they're going to have coffee stains. They're going to have, they're going to be decorated for Christmas or they're going to be, um, there's just, there's going to be laughter. There's going to be tears. There's going to be outreach to the poor and needy. There's going to be good Bible teaching. Like all of those things are going to happen within that setting. And so for us to see our bodies as a representation there, we are going to do all those things. We're going to have messy bits. We're going to have things that need repairs. We're going Mm -hmm. to have celebrations. We're going to have times where we weep or we confess or we repent. We're going to hopefully get some good word inside of there. You know, that's, that's all, all going to happen. And so we can't go too far one way or the other, Mm -hmm. but at the same time, the key is not just moderation that the world is going to say, well, well, just don't do too much of this or do too much yes. of that. The, the key here for us as Christians is be spirit led in what you're doing. Yes. And so when you're eating, when you're moving your body, when the spirit says it's time for you to go to bed, shut off Netflix. <laughs> <You know>? like, <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Those, or it's time for you to uh, walk your body across the street because it looks like your neighbor's having a hard day. Mm-hmm. You know, like the spirit is the one that's going to say what you need to do with your body. And you're not going to know that if you're not listening and you're not tuning in. Mm-hmm. Because um, I'm going to say this and then I want to circle back to something that you just said. Okay. Um, I do think that because oftentimes we live on autopilot, right? And And this is part of the mechanism. I think that God intended for good in us is this ability to not be hyper aware of every noise and sound around us. And to there's this part of, of just kind of habitual functioning, yeah. but it becomes problematic. Mm-hmm. Welcome to human nature, right? Mm-hmm. Where as a result of the fall. So then we want to live on autopilot and just live in this place of um, not thinking about each step. We would just like, just be like, okay, I am set on this path to this destination. I'm going to set cruise control, autopilot, let the car drive itself kind of thing. Um, And that's really not what spirit-led living is. It's such an intentional 
um, mindful approach to living and not with the point of being exhausted. Instead, rather, it's about that relational communion with God. If you've listened to the Soul Grit podcast for even one episode, you know my guests and I believe that when we integrate the power of God with the wisdom of modern psychology, we get supercharged healing, change, and growth in counseling. As a Christian therapist, however, I realize that there are many practitioners out there who are personally Christians but don't know how to integrate their faith into their counseling practices. That's why I created the e-course, Faith Integration for Therapists. In this premium five-module course, therapists who love Jesus will learn everything from understanding their calling to marketing their practices to Christians to adapting evidence-based interventions to honor our faith. You can learn more about the online course at www.soulgritresources.com slash courses and send an email to info at soulgritresources.com to receive a discount code. The thing I want to circle back to is when you're talking about that concept of like thinking about our bodies as this metaphor of the church building, I don't know about you and I don't know about our our listeners, but for me, that settled something Mm. in my soul. Right. To sit there and think about, and maybe it's just because I love my (laughs) church. So maybe that's why um, it feels like home for me. But if you've ever experienced church that feels like home, um, it made me just really think about the crumbled crackers and how messy things can get really quickly. Um, And even in that imperfection, the church still is, it's functioning. There's still things that are frustrating about it, but then you talked about all the good, right? All the, and the really hard. So when I say good, I don't mean just happy, joyous moments, right? The celebrations, but even the hard things that, that happen within a church. And it just really made me think like in, if I think about that with my own body, like what would I consider to be the crumbled up crackers, the aches and pains that I'm getting now that I'm aging or, um, you know, the end results of me just not taking care of my body in my younger years. I'm kind of facing some of those consequences. What would be the examples of the repairs that are needed? Because any building, that's just like, that's just part of this part of it. Yeah. Like it's not that you're doing anything wrong. That's just part of how things break down in our world. I was even thinking like you, you took me in your church building one time and I would say it's probably built mid-century, right? Like your, it was built in the, so that our church, that building was built in the early 2000s. In the early 2000s. Okay. So it it has some features that remind me of more like mid-century architecture. Okay. Um, and you had told me that you guys painted the sanctuary and you got new carpet and then you looked at the paint and the carpet and you went oh no 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 yes (laughs) going to work and so you had to repaint the entire thing because it's cheaper to paint than to replace carpet right (laughs) and so I was thinking about that how we try and we try and we try to make our bodies like we try to make something work like Mm -hmm. sometimes you need to do updates or you need to do maintenance and you try something and it's not quite right. And you try something else. Like I've tried every diet plan out there that there is. And I'm now convinced that I don't need a diet plan. <laughs> you know? we're, we're getting there, aren't we? I celebrate that. Okay. Yeah, I celebrate that. Yeah. So there's a lot of similarities that you can see if you, 
hold that image in your mind. It's it's a metaphor. And the Bible's full of metaphors that are there to help us figure out what we're doing in this life. <laughs> yes, I love metaphors. And you know, as you're talking about the paint, I was sitting there thinking about so the painter um came up to me and he's like, I just don't understand. I asked like four different people that I really, really trust and got approval on this color. And it looked awful. And everybody agreed it looked awful with the carpet that we had. And he was just so flustered. And I think about that, like, even when we do ask other people, like, Mm -hmm. what do you think? What works for you? What, you know, what do you, you know, and the world has so much to say specifically about diet plans or ways to lose weight or ways to take care of your body. And so even with our best intentioned efforts, it just might not be the right fit. And I, I do love this approach of, um, you know, he, we eventually found a paint color <laughs> that works for us. And I agree with you. I'm also in this place of like, the key solution is not a specific plan. That's what my brain wants to believe. Mm-hmm. It wants to believe that you can give me a three-step approach. And what does that come back to my autopilot, my desire to just be able to check out from this yeah. and to not think about it. And I just wrote down in my notes that we should do an episode about automation and like where that helps and hinders us. So (laughs) I got you. Okay. Let's talk about how the body impacts our mental health. Yeah. Yeah. So as a counselor, I, you know, you go through counselor school, Jess is just getting ready to take her exams right now. Like, do I know all the theories? Do I know all the interventions? Do I know all the ethical guidelines? Yes, ma'am, I do. Well, I'm glad I'm not taking my test this week. But <laughs> but as a as a experienced therapist, yeah, I I know what I'm doing. But when I was an inexperienced therapist, mm-hmm. I was more likely to go right to the theories and the interventions. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and the relationship stuff, that's always been part of my style. What I did not understand as an early career therapist was that none of this stuff is going to work if people aren't right in their bodies. And yeah. so now when I do my intakes and, and throughout the process, almost nearly every session I'm asking my clients, so are you sleeping? Yes. <laughs> are did you eat healthy food this week? How much mm-hmm. water are you drinking? Um, did you move your body? Do you yeah. think you would like to move your body a little bit more? Yeah. <laughs> like I'm asking all of these things because without it, there's not, there's just no foundation for us to build on our mental or spiritual health. Mm-hmm. So, and that's not to say if you have a chronic illness or injury that you can't be building your mental health or spiritual health, because God meets you in that. And there's ways you have to be really intentional to be able to work through those things. But if you are a reasonably healthy person that's Mm -hmm. struggling with a mental health condition or situation, you really need to be paying attention to what you're doing with your body. And that's, that's the foundation. That's the way that God has given you for living it out in the world, whatever that mission is that he's given you. So, yeah. Yeah. And I think too, like, this is where I, so I went through revelation wellness instructor training before I even knew that God was going to send me on the path to, um, becoming a therapist. And, um, that is really the foundation of that training is this holistic approach to mind, Mm -hmm. but mind, the mind body connection essentially. Right. Um, and so when I, 
stepped into my training, that was the foundation I actually started with was this understanding of how the body impacts so much. Um, but it's interesting because we aren't trained necessarily like, yeah, I'll be like, okay, that might need to be referred out to check on medical stuff, but it's not this, like, are you sleeping? Are you, um, cause, and I know, Anne, like you did, you are really, really good. Even as a friend to say that to me when I'm just like, I'm so irritable. And you're like, so how's your sleep? <laughs> how's your, are you hydrated? Um, and because of that, i I'm thankful because I've built that into my practice from the offset because it is such an important part. Um, and I know it personally too, like when I'm dehydrated, it's amazing how that looks like depression because I'm lethargic. I'm tired. I have brain fog. I'm just not feeling very good. But when I'm hydrated, I'm like, wow, my brain functions way better. <laughs> my body is functioning. I have more energy. I have more. And it's Sometimes I think we, when we're feeling tired, we'll move to caffeine instead of like, maybe I just need to drink more water. (laughs) I'm not throwing stones at anybody guys. So don't come at me for addressing your caffeine. Right. But I think it's, it's just something for us to think about is kind of checking in on those things first. Am I, am I kind of fueling well, basically? Jess is looking at me with my cup of coffee in my hand right now, but just so you know, it's half calf. And I also have my water bottle right next to me. See, I always have both. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No. And it's, I'm not throwing judgment at anybody. Okay. I'm not telling you to get rid of your caffeine. I'm just saying, you know, like Anne saying, if you're going to drink a cup of coffee, maybe just have some water with it. It's a good plan. A good plan there. Cup of coffee, a cup of water. Like you got to, yeah, a couple cups of water. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So um we are going to, you know, we keep talking about revelation wellness. And I am going to share with you guys kind of the process that I went through going through instructor training this past fall. Um we thought about talking about that today, and then it turned out that we had other things to talk about about your body. Um, so look for that in an upcoming episode because I really want both of us to be able to talk to you from our hearts and not just on this like uh, cognitive, uh, like higher cerebral level where we're just giving you information because that's not actually how people learn. So <laughs> um, I'm, I'm going to be doing that for you. I'm also in the process of getting a little tool made and the tool is going to have a reminder for you to have these, these um, pillars as I like to call them of, of, of health. And it's, it's not spiritual health. It's not physical health. It's not mental health. It's all of that. And without these pillars, you're not going to be able to um, really function at the level that God designed you for. So that will be coming out. I'll make an announcement. It's just going to be a little sticker you can put on your water bottle or something like that. And um, uh, I think that will be our first merch. (laughs) I think it's super exciting. And especially, I don't know if you can see my water bottle. You see on my sticker. So that makes me very happy. Yeah. 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 Um, so that will be coming and you'll be sure to get an announcement. I'm going to give it away. I'm not going to sell that. So I guess it's not really merch. It's just, um, what, what do you call that? Swag? Swag <laughs> is a great, yeah. Yeah. Swag. Yeah. So we'd Probably. love for you to have some soul grit swag that actually helps you to keep these things in mind, um, so that you can be healthy. 
Um, so over the next few weeks, what we're going to be doing, I am going to share about my revelation wellness experience. We're going to be having a guest interview about body image, which is a really difficult topic that I don't think most of us ever work through in, in one stroke. You know, it's something that comes up at different seasons in our lives because our bodies change and we go through different things. So talk about body image. We're going to talk a little bit more about theology of the body and some resources that you can find for that. And um, if you have questions, we would love to be able to put our brains together and help you um, just have some more thoughts and resources about what your specific questions are. So don't forget to email us at info at soulgreatresources.com. And we'll be happy to include your, your thoughts or questions in a future episode. Yeah, sounds great. Yep. Any other thoughts about our, our new little mini series here, Jess? No, I'm excited for it. And I, you know, guys, I think this is something that is not going to be a one and done thing. If I know Anna (laughs) I think this is something we're going to probably build and expound upon over future years, right? When we're talking about body image and, um, this is a, a journey that Ann and I find deeply personal. I can say that because I know you've shared that before too, but um, this isn't just something that we're just talking from, from a lack of experience. This is a place that we have struggled and frankly continue to work through. We are not on the, this, well, we talked about the same thing with rest. So we're just like leading with a limp. You know, not leading over here as completely figured it out. We're leading more from a place of we're in it with you. Like we ended last episode, same thing. And I think we mentioned last episode as well, that when the spirit is moving in a certain topic, it feels really good to get on board with him. Yeah. (laughs) And so we've been getting this message from a lot of different angles. And so that's why we felt the necessity to talk about it. And, and also with your permission, we're going to challenge ourselves just to get really real yeah. uh, about our own struggles in this area. So yeah. tune back yeah. in. Always. All right. Glad you're here and thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. The soul grit podcast is a production of soul grit resources. You can find more at soulgritresources.com or on the socials at soulgritresources. You can email me at info at soulgritresources.com.